Almighty God, bless the reading and hearing of your word. Let the Holy Spirit descend upon us that we may understand your word for us today. As your scriptures are read, as your word is heard, let the utterance of our meditations and our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, by your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church. And let God's people say, Amen. Our first reading is verses 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you this men? And then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent from me to Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in the house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Our second reading is from Revelation 21, verses 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And the sea was no more, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more, mourning and crying, and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who is seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I was reading these, these two scriptures and noticed something that they had in common. And at first glance they don't seem to have a whole lot in common. Because in Revelation, we have a brand new beginning. A new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem, 
a new situation where God's going to live among the people, that He's going to wipe away every tear, that death will be no more, that there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more hurt. And we see a new chapter opening. In Acts, we have a reluctant Peter. Reluctant to go and see the Gentiles, but still he goes. He's not sure what to make of this vision because he's followed all the dietary rules all his life and knows that he should not eat unclean animals even if God is saying, this is okay. But Peter goes to the Gentiles and while he's there, the Spirit descends on them. And Peter recognizes that God has chosen them. Took them, knowing it's going to get him in trouble. What these two stories have in common is that they both explore the way that God introduces new paths to us. In Revelation, the new path is the type of path that we would like to go on. The type of path where we go, yeah, if God gives me that kind of path, I will take it gladly. I'll be down there right now. No more pain, no more suffering. Everything new, I don't even know what it would be like because I couldn't even have it in the new earth. But that's a journey I want to go on. That gives me hope. I just want to jump for joy and celebrate and praise the Lord. But Acts shows us a new path too. One where Peter reluctantly takes up the path, then he finds his own struggles with it. And it's easy to feel for Peter. If you've ever tried to break a habit, that's what Peter's about to go through. A habit that he has had his entire life. That Peter has never eaten anything unclean. He doesn't associate with people who are unclean. Uncircumcised believers who eat what they want, they're not allowed. They're not part of the club. They're not allowed in because they haven't made that commitment yet. And if they can't commit themselves to God fully and they can't follow His rules, then there's no reason to go and talk with them and especially not to eat with them. Because that's taboo. Because that'll make Peter unclean. And God tries to convince him He gives him a vision and says, look, take, eat. Here's animals. Kill them, eat them. He goes, I can never do that. They're unclean. But God says to Peter, you're calling something unclean that I am calling good. You are saying that this could never be good and that I can't make it holy, but I can make it whatever I want. And after this vision is passed, Peter is called to go and actually see a group of Gentiles. God is setting Peter out on a new path. Peter spent all his time preaching in the synagogues, preaching to the Jews, to the chosen people, because they are God's chosen people and they're the ones that he wants to reach to give them this new message about how the next stage in their faith is recognizing Jesus Christ, recognizing that they have a Savior. 
Peter's not too comfortable with having to go to this new group of people, to these unclean outsiders. But when Peter gets there, he's moved by their faith and he's moved by the fact that the Holy Spirit descends upon them just as it did those early disciples in the beginning. And he realizes. He could either stand there at that sheet and say, no God, you can tell me to eat this, but I know what's best. Or he could stop trying to stand in God's way and let God work through him on this new path. That maybe, maybe he had been wrong. Maybe the people who thought that you weren't supposed to be able to eat with Gentiles had gotten it wrong all that time ago and that it was never supposed to be an exclusive club, but that it was supposed to bring people in and bring them closer to God. And this new path is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because it means that everything that Peter knew up until this point is now up for debate. It doesn't mean it all gets thrown out, but it means that if he was wrong, then maybe God has more in store than he ever imagined. But he's going to have to trust that God's going to get him there. And God puts him on a new path. And that new path helps so many. Because Peter no longer holds on to the ideal that only the circumcised believers are the ones who can be saved. It leads them to throw out the dietary rules. It leads them to throw out the requirements of circumcision because they see that God is opening up a new path for their faith. That if they trust in who God chooses, that God will get them to where they need to be. If they can trust where God is going to take them, they're going to get there just fine. That even in this, things are being made new because they are being given a new path to go on. That Peter already thought he had taken that new path when he found Christ. When he went to preach, he was taking a new path. But God had more in store. Now I'm sure that if Peter had been given an option between having to defend his actions and reconsider everything that the law taught and the choice of going on a wonderful journey where everything will be made new and all things will be good, I'm sure that he would have chosen the easier path because it's good. But sometimes God needs us to take those difficult paths. And sometimes we don't fully understand what the end result of that will be. I am certain Peter had no idea how far-reaching his decision that day would be. That his new path started with sitting down and eating with someone. But that new path helped to open up a whole new world to a whole new group of people. And it went from being something that he could share with a select few to something that could be shared with the world. That it went from sharing Christ 
with a few to sharing Christ with all. It changed from having hope for this small nation to having hope for an entire planet. Because he took the new path and he sat down and ate. The new paths that we are given will not always be easy. The new paths that we are given will not always seem clear. Yes, there will be paths that we can see clearly where they are headed and want to go there as fast as we can, running along, joyfully celebrating this new thing that we have from God. And we'll praise Him and we will say all the good things we can say and we will say, well, God has done good for me and I'm so happy. But there's also going to be tough paths. Paths that are going to include events that we don't like. And sometimes the temptation is there to say that, why is God putting these things in my way? Why is making my life so much more difficult? Why do I have to face these troubling times, this heartache and this grief? But I think about that promise in Revelation that God doesn't want to set things in our way to make us struggle. God wants us to find something new that is good. And when I think about Peter in that light, though Peter had to face some difficult times trying to explain to his fellow believers what he was doing and why he was doing it, It wasn't so that Peter would have those struggles. It was so that when Peter came out on the other side, that his faith would be even stronger. That his resolve would be even greater. That God didn't put the struggles in his path so that he would struggle. The struggles were in his path and God showed him a way to get through them. Too often we want to say that God's the one throwing out all the hurdles and making us jump. And we don't think that God is the one who's running beside us, telling us when it is we need to jump so that we don't stumble and fall. Because life comes at us and life comes at us fast and we don't always know what's coming and we don't always like what's coming. But just as Peter trusted God that whatever was going to happen on this new path, that if God was going to lead him, then he would let God take him there because God would get him to where he needed to be in the end. Then we too have to have that hope and that faith that no matter what happens to us, no matter what troubles we may come across, it's not that God wants to put trouble in our lives, It's that trouble comes into our lives and it's God that sees us through it. It's God that gets us out to the other side. And sometimes it's a short journey and sometimes it's a long journey. 
But God is always there. Because the hope that we have is that no matter what the struggle is, Christ is with us. That no matter what the joy is, Christ is with us. That we may think that it doesn't make any sense that God will want to help us, but it doesn't make any sense that Christ would want to die for our sins, but He did. It doesn't make any sense that He would want to offer sinners eternal life, but He did. So have hope that no matter how strange it may seem and no matter how dark the day may be, that Christ is there because God wants to see us through back to the light. Because just as heaven and earth pass away, there is a new heaven and a new earth we understand that when God makes one thing come to an end, it's because He is making something new. And if we are too busy looking back at the thing that was, we will not see the thing that is, and that is Christ giving us a chance this very day. That is our hope. that a Savior that loved us enough to die for our sins and raised to give us eternal life will see us through whatever troubles we may have, that will be there to help us celebrate whatever triumphs may come our way, but that no matter what, He'll be there. And no matter what, He'll help us forge that new path together in grace and in mercy. Amen.